Welcome to Well Played Podcast, the show on all things playful and joyous in education. I'm your host, Michael Matera, sixth grade teacher, author, and speaker. Well Played is part of the On Podcast Media Network. And today, today I have with me a returning, like, veteran, well played, like, family member, I'm going to say, like Jamie Halsey. So excited to have you here. Uh, today we are going to be talking about spicing up a lesson with a bit of a micro theme. Jamie does this really well. I do this sometimes. So we're going to, we're going to, we're going to drop some knowledge, but Jamie, if you could kind of introduce yourself for people that are catching you for the first time. Hi, I'm Jamie Halsey. I teach fourth grade in Northern California and I've been gamifying now for three years and I enjoy it. I, I so remember when you first started and, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm super proud to still be like having you continue on and find the joy and bring the joy with your students and continue to innovate. Like you're, you're not just pulling the same game off the shelf. Yeah. Well, you know, between you and the XP lab community, like I just get so much inspiration. So I think, uh, John Meehan says uh, steel sharpens steel. So you know, I really feel like we build off of each other all the time. <laughs> it's, it's so true. It's so true. So everybody that's tuning in here, uh, just a reminder that you can catch this episode, the video of this episode on my YouTube channel. And this is season four, episode 23. So I know Jamie and I would love for you to drop any sort of comments, questions, whatnot there. Love it. Uh, all right. So let's let's have that steel sharp and steel like what do we what do we have here so this year we're obviously doing some things a little differently we have some hybrid models some virtual models some mixed models whatever we want to say um but but we have these themes and we we intentionally titled this uh spicing up a lesson with a micro theme so maybe jamie what do you what does that mean to you the micro theme part well, it just means that you're applying your standard, boring, everyday lesson, but you're just adding a little bit of maybe some graphics, maybe some music, maybe some uh, drama to what you're doing, um, just to make that ex that lesson more of an experience instead of just like your standard open up the book, turn a page, you know, four and do like eight problems off the off the page, you know, <laughs> you know, just adding something. So for example, that exact lesson, a math lesson, for example, they have to do a page of math, maybe they have to do 10 problems. Instead of just opening up the book and doing that, maybe you set the stage, maybe they're in a place, and they have to unlock some locks. And the way they unlock the locks is with the answers to the problems that they are working on in class. So again, they're still doing the same exact problems, but you're adding a fun theme around it. So my theme, as I think most people know, is Star Wars. So I would set it in some sort of Star Wars on, on a planet. Maybe they're rescuing a droid. Maybe they're um, beating a, uh, a boss or they're finding some treasure. Um, but really, you could apply it to anything. Zombies. Um, I, I do. Mine, mine is medieval, right? So, I mean, I could easily do this with a medieval theme. You could do it with a shipwreck theme. You could do it with kind of anything, really steampunk, uh, some sort of CIA, Cold War, you know, KGB. I mean, whatever, any, anything. Right. And you could you could theme out. So instead of like, like for me, the, the locks might look kind of futuristic and Star Wars-y, but maybe for you, they look like an antique chest that they have to unlock with some keys. Maybe they have to go find the key and unlock the chest and then there's treasure inside 
Okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to challenge us because we are on a podcast, right? Everything's verbal here. We're, we're not seated next to the people that are hearing this. Now, sometimes when I use these words, just like you did, and I like when you described it, I'm like, yes, super excited. (laughs) But I know there's going to be some people that are like, what does she mean? Like find keys, unlock things. Like these are all graphical elements, right? Right. So walk us through that a little bit. Like about so finding take, keys and so unlocking. let's take the example. So let's take we'll just put it in Star Wars because that's just what I know. Let's do so it. So let's we have our math problems. We have our ten math problems. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna set up a slideshow uh that has some Star Wars y looking graphics on All it. All right, so I'm just gonna set this up. First slide's got Yoda sitting in the corner. You know, it's right. like a black background with some stars. Yoda right. says like boom, I need yeah. you to do this math problem and there's one math problem there. Uh, no, it'd be like literally Yoda's like, I, we need to build up our Jedi knowledge. So I want to add a little flavor text in there. So we're going to build up some Jedi knowledge. You're going to open your book to page 10. Each one you get right, you are going to then open the lock. And then the kids would then have a the slideshow as well. And they would click on something that would then open up maybe a Google form that has uh, – what do you call that? The um, data validation in it. So they oh, have yeah. to the, co- the code in order to go to the next thing. So that's how they would do it. So they're still doing the math problem in their book, but we've got Yoda on the screen. We've got um, some locks for them to unlock with some fun graphics applied to it that, you know, just make it more exciting. Maybe even have some music going on in the background. I love it. So this is a great example of like maybe an independent work activity. So you've set this stage, Yoda's up there, and now they're all on page 10 doing some math problems. And then they get to like type that in with the Google form, which then it, with data validation, which Jamie's saying is like, if you get it right, then it will like take you to the next screen or whatever. And it could say, now go, now go here, right? Like, right. And with what's nice about Google Forms is you could put some graphics that match your theme. So you could put a treasure chest or um, a, a file folder that looks like a CIA file if you're doing, you know, some sort of detective type theme. So you could do that. So, you know, it can really apply to whatever theme you um, are interested in. I love it. So, okay, so we have this Yoda screen. Then, I mean, you said that this was sort of a multi-screen sort of structure. So after they maybe do their 10 problems, we then unlock another screen and and we've added more Star Wars there. Yes. So basically, uh, we have Yoda talking to him. Then they click on something like an arrow to go to the next thing. And then that's where it clicks to the link to the Google form that they then work on as as an example. Awesome. Awesome. And for your students, is this, a, is this a spot where they're working together individually? Is there like a shared goal? Can this person that's never done gamification before put those kind of requirements in? I think it can work in all those ways. Actually. So I think you could do this with your uh, Zoom class if you wanted to. Everybody's uh, got the link and the slideshow. You could you know, add music over the Zoom link and the kids could work independently. Uh, If you're face-to-face, the kids could work on their own, especially in the COVID times, they could work by themselves. Maybe when it's less COVID-y, maybe once we get through this whole thing, they could work in small groups and teams to unlock the lock. So I think you could really 
tailor it to whatever thing you want um, and whatever you need, uh, what the kids need. So, you know, I may even be sitting with a small group helping them unlock the locks, you know, guiding them through that if, if that was needed. So, you know, I think you could really tailor it to whatever the kids need. I love it. And for the math problems, do you change the, like, how do you set the lock code? Do you make it, do you make it like a word that they're unlocking by doing the, the problems or do you say, add up all the problems together and like, or whatever the solutions are, is that the problem? It literally is the answer to number one is the first lock. And the answer to number two is I make it really simple. That's awesome. Like, number one, right? You unlock that lock. And then that, and then they get what's in that treasure chest, so to speak. They would get a lock unlocked, but then once they unlock all the locks, that's where the treasure gets revealed. Ah, so yeah. so for those of us that had the actual physical breakout box, that's like that special hasp that has like the thing that you can put six locks on. Yes. So all they've done is unlock one of the locks. We still got five others to go. We so got far. all the locks. Yep. Yeah. Now you could. I mean, you could really make this very intricate. I'm not that fancy. I just keep it really, really simple. But you could have, you know, one lock leads to, you know, a puzzle that unlocks all these other locks. You could really, like, web it out and make it really no, I, I think, in general, the, the KISS format is a good... I really like that. Yeah, like that is the right <laughs> way to do it. We're not going yeah. to necessarily tell everybody what that method is, but you guys can look up the KISS method, like... I believe in the KISS method. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so, all right. But but a true piece here. So now thank you for sort of explaining it for everybody. Mm -hmm. But a true piece that I think is really important is that little vignette, that little storyline, right? The little bit like that there, there is Yoda up on the screen. He's telling you a context to what you're doing. Like we need to find these these clues or whatever. We need to find these answers to unlock, to find the, the lost like orb of the force or whatever you want to come up with, right? Yeah. And, and then that like gives this like adventure. There's like a, there's something that changes in the student. I think when, when we use that kind of language, uh, I know even now, even as describing it, I'm getting like frantic pace because I'm excited, <laughs> right? Like I want to go on this adventure. Right. Yeah. And it just doesn't, it's so much different than just, and again, it's, they're both, they're both, both in both instances, you're opening the map book and doing, doing the problems, which, but if you add a little theme, it just makes it that much more exciting. The kids are really willing to go that extra mile. And, you know, it's not even really that much work. It's a few slides and, you know, a form and you got yourself a great theme. And then once you have it done once, you can use it next year. Uh, that's, that's nice. And then the other thing I've found when you're, you're building these out really in Google slides, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. The other thing that I've found is when you find a nice like template, now Jamie can sort of start with that template for the next sort of vignette storyline, you know, delete the, delete the, the Yoda and throw Chewbacca there. Uh, I don't know if anybody could understand it. It could be really funny if you did the first slide Chewbacca and then made it all just generic, like weird text. No one can read. And then you're like, oh, sorry. And then hit the slide. And then it's Han Solo, like translating it all for you. Oh my gosh. Okay. I'm going to have to write that down. Because <laughs> like, that would be really funny if kids were like, oh, <laughs> yeah, we're excited. Oh my gosh. It's like boss battle too. And then you're like, I have no idea what to do. Oh my gosh. Oh, thank goodness. Or R2D2 because he's always. Yeah. Beep, boop, 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 boop. 
Yep. And then C-3PO <laughs> could show up and be like, my counterpart means that we need to yeah. go to Dagobah and get this stuff. That, yeah. that would be cute well, and funny. And what's really cool is, you know, maybe the first time you do it, you're in space, but maybe the second time you do it, because it's not really tied to anything. It's just a, a one-off. Maybe the next time you're, I don't know, going and uh, fighting a pirate or, you know, you're caught in a swamp or you got z zombies running after you. It doesn't really matter, like, what the theme is. Just make it fun. This is something that I explored later in my gamification sort of career. Uh, right at first, I was really trying to make everything Realm of Nobles, Realm of Nobles, big theme, big theme, big theme. Uh, but but it's a missed opportunity if you guys aren't taking advantage of what I what I like to call vignettes, these little short stories that happen. And, and in my wider game, you know, sometimes sometimes that win is so far off like to be the top of realm of nobles that's so far off but like oh right now we're we're here in this china unit could i do a little vignette that like the jade dragon has gone missing and we need to find the jade dragon like that little storyline which i applied last year to my game really amped up the excitement and everything they did in that earned them xp which did help them on the big game right but it, it gave like a shot of more focus than they, they, things were kind of starting to get out of focus, you know, like we've been playing the game, right. like okay. I guess like we're trying to win this thing that's still at the end of the year. Ooh, but now we have this like new mission. There's this like new vital, you know, research, which I, I liked. And something just to remind people that you can add these little vignettes. And as Jamie pointed out, you don't need to even do the big storyline. Like anyone could apply one of these vignettes that I'm calling could be all you do. Exactly. Well, I was even thinking because I was so inspired by John Meehan's Hobbit uh, themed out. He does those little mini themes, which are great. You can find those online. Um, and he did one on the Hobbits and I love the Hobbits, but I'm doing Star Wars, but there's no reason why the Star Wars uh, Jedis can't just, you know, zip on over to the Shire and then try to get the ring for a second and then come back into Star Wars. So, you know, you really could, even if you're kind of connected to a theme, you could zip out of that theme for a couple of activities and then come on back to the... So for ring. Star Wars, that's really easy because for just all of that has to happen is for some weird reason, their galaxy, which is far, far away, they had like a loop and they... All of a sudden found themselves because time wise, these both could be happening at the same time because that's a galaxy far, far away. Right. Right. So like the Hobbit storyline could be happening yeah. while Lou Skywalker is learning the force. Exactly. That's pretty cool. Well, why not? Why not? That's I dig that. Or, uh, you know, and again, like if your kids are really into something, you know, think about pop culture and how you could tie that in with what they're interested in. I think another good example there was John Meehan's Floor is Lava. Like that show uh, has sort of blown up on Netflix, not to mention it is a game that everyone knows and loves. Right. And he did a, kind of a back to school stations activity using that theme. And so it's a really good example. Again, John's work's a really good example of applying sort of a micro theme to an activity that this is only going to last like this unit or maybe just this week or maybe even just today but it, it gives this context it sets a context to what they're doing and, and it's quite exciting so right. 
And the feel of the classroom as that's happening just has a neat vibe to it. You know, there's excitement that's brewing. Kids are just, I mean, I've, I've done this a couple of times and kids will be like, oh, are we going to unlock the locks again? And it's like, sure. <laughs> yeah, no, don't you? I love it when kids ask for what is basically like a quiz, but because I've wrapped it into something. <clears throat> excuse me they're all of a sudden super excited they're like when are we doing another boss battle or when are we doing oh. another one of those like challenges or you know and you're like really that's just that's just work like you're literally oh. asking like when are we doing more work that's if i was to translate the student's question that's what it is when when are we doing more work yeah. and like <laughs> that is awesome but that really speaks to the to, to how captivating a story can be and and i think we as people know that and so taking that moment to do that is pretty big. All right. So I think we've convinced people, hopefully, to, to, do, to do that. Yeah, that's right. Fingers crossed. <laughs> um, but now what I want to do is talk about a little bit about the practical side of things. So when you're going to do that or I'm going to do that, what are some tools you use? Whether it's tech tools, whether it's where you find images, like, all right, boom, I want to apply a, like a vignette to one of my units. Okay, where do I begin? Like. You know, whether you, it doesn't matter the theme, but like, where do you get those art assets? Where do you get sound effects? Where do you get, and and how do you use them? All these, these are the questions we need to answer, Jamie. Well, I'm a big believer in Google Slides. I think you can do anything with Google Slides. Um, so that's where I start. Of course, I always start with the end in mind, like what I want the kids to, you know, learn at the time. And then... As far as theming it out, I, I usually start with slides. Um, I try to pick colors like uh, that go with the theme. So if it's kind of a dark place, I pick kind of fonts that look kind of dark and dreary maybe. Um, and then as far as uh, images, I believe it's DeviantArt. They have some really great images. Um, Big fan. Yeah, I love their stuff. Um, I also find that the Noun Project with the little icons are great for um, helping students navigate through some of these things too, like uh, to provide directions and hints and clues, things like that. So I like the icons quite a bit. Um, I would like to say, <laughs> I should say this, I would like to say that I'm really good about not borrowing things that aren't mine. Um, because I do borrow a lot of Star Wars stuff. I don't know if I'm supposed to really do that, but um, I I just do a Google search and then I keep a file of different images that I find. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna stop Jamie there because there's a okay. ton that we have to like process okay. there because you you you're dropping gold left and right here. Okay. Okay. So Google Slides, if you haven't started using them, it I am a huge fan of Keynote on, on Mac. You can do so many slick things, so many great things. But as far as like working with students, being able to like have every student see it, you can share it, all those things. Google Slides is amazing. And you can graphically do a lot. You can even change the page like layout and make it like uh, something that you could print out, right? So Jamie's right. Google Slides, check it. Do it. Do it. All right. The... The tip that I'm going to give everyone out there too, if you're going to bookmark like, or not bookmark, but if you want to like give somebody the link so that your students go straight into that presentation, 
because you took the time to make this beautiful space theme or pirate theme. You don't want them to go into the editor where they see all the slides to the left and the like change fonts up above. You want to take them into the presentation. What you can do is make sure the sharing permissions are set so that like anybody can view it or whatever with the link. Copy that link and then delete all, like if you go to the back, delete all the way up to the first slash. And I think the word just before that first slash is edit and then it says a bunch of stuff. If you change all that up to that first slash and write the word present, then that link snaps people straight into the presentation mode. Oh, you just kind of blew my mind. I didn't know I could do that. Oh my I goodness. I had to publish to the web. Oh. No. That no. was golden. Now that's... That's a trick I've done for years. Like most of my side quests, they get the side quests in a nice like scroll and stuff. And it's just a Google slide that goes straight to the presentation mode. Okay. I'm, I feel weird that I didn't know that. No, it's all right. It's all right, people. This is why we, so do that. So that's, we're going to use Google slides. Make sure you do that. If you're going to be sharing that to the students, so it goes straight in. Then the other thing, Jamie talked about DeviantArt. Huge fan of DeviantArt. Um, this is a space where, well, like there's lots of photography stuff there too, but as far as the like drawing work or CGI work that video game designers use, this is a community where it's a lot of people that want to become video game artists or board game artists or card game artists. So they're putting their work out there for people to see. Uh, if you want to reach out to some of the artists, everyone I have reached out to has been like, yes, please use it. Like you're a teacher trying to make school cool, do it. Um, much like Jamie, can't say that I have done that on every single artist, um, but everyone I have said yes. And so that's another great tool. And then the last thing that Jamie said, that's solid gold. Give, take one extra minute in your creation, whatever it is, whether it's a PowerPoint or something or a Google slide or whatever it is, take an extra moment to sort of organize and catalog anything you've ever used for your game. Because over the course of the year, over the course of two years, three years, five years, you will start to develop so many art assets that you can use. All of a sudden now to do what we're talking about, doesn't take as long because right now what takes a ton of time is looking for all the graphics. I'm going to fully be honest. The thing I showed today on teacher's table, Jamie, I mean, the looking for graphics probably took like, I don't know, it was probably like three hours of like looking, right. looking, looking, finding. I like this one. Oh, well, this one's too dark. It doesn't, I don't like how the text looks. Okay, go back, find a whole another one. But now I have all those assets plus all the ones that I thought were good, but I didn't end up using. So like, just from that one sort of assignment, I end up having a bunch of art assets I can use for that next activity. So that's huge. And I can't tell you how many times I broke my own rule and didn't save it. You know, I'm like, oh, I finally, I finished the unit. I'm so excited to do it. And then you kind of go off and use it. And then all of a sudden, two weeks later, you're like, what did I do with those files? Like they're somewhere, they're in my downloads folder two months ago. Like, I don't know where they are. I really just can't stress enough, like organize a bit of your game life. Yes, and you don't, and you want to do it sooner rather than later, because you're never get well. You're never going to do it. Let's be real. You're never going to go back and no. like. When it's work. two months ago, I don't look for it. It's like, darn yeah. it, I should have, but yeah. I didn't. Shame yeah. on me. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. So, uh, that's, that's a really, really good tip and it does cut down on the development time because like I said, the art assets can take a while. And in fact, what I would recommend on sort of a separate side note, if right now you don't know what you want to do game wise, if you're not like sold on doing gamification, if you're not sold on a vignette just yet, but you know that you love Star Wars in the case of Jamie, um, I'd suggest, why don't, why don't you begin there? Start by just looking for art assets, even though you don't know if you're doing the 10 math problems or if you're doing some boss battle, just spend an hour looking for cool Star Wars-y graphics, cool little things that could work together um, and see what you what you can find. And then maybe, I'm a big proponent of getting inspiration from from graphics, from looks. So uh, then looking at all those, maybe you're going to be like, oh, this could be cool if the first slide is the TIE fighter coming in. Then the next activity would be like the loading dock or whatever. And then like, oof, you know, I don't know. Then they have to shut down the tractor beam. And I found that really cool tractor beam shot. So these three all of a sudden become your three mini storylines for the problems. And now, okay, the first step, we're doing this in the TIE Fighter. We're locking on coordinates or whatever. So we got to do the 10 math problems. Okay, we landed into the cargo bay, but now we have to like <laughs> get a, get a, you know, escape or whatever. And by doing that, it's going to be doing some word problems because we have to convince some of the guards to get get out. So here are five word problems we're doing. And then all of a sudden, tractor beam, I don't know. <laughs> Right. And if you're if you're teaching, you know, your Zoom class or whatever, and you have that file, let's say of Chewbacca, you have a Chewbacca file, which I do, um, you could pop a little Chewbacca just on their little daily slide, like, you know, a little hint there of things to come. And you're kind of theming out a little bit of the day that didn't take you already found that image. Anyway, it's in your file, you could put it in, you know, just in your normal everyday slides, just for fun. 100%. And then Jamie, you had also mentioned way at the beginning, and here's a nice thing, when they're doing this, if you happen to be a, a member of some sort of audio system, right? Like I, I happen to be a Spotify user. So easy to all of a sudden sort of just do a little search and find, you know, you, you can find theme specific. So you could find like Star Wars music. Uh, for me, I, I am just a generic medieval sort of theme so I can find all sorts of medieval themed music or sometimes I just search intense and you get kind of generic movie sort of trailer type sounds and you try to match the experience if it is kind of a thinky we're doing this we're doing some math problems maybe I'll have it be uh more just sort of medieval like guitarish kind of quietish but it's setting a mood it is setting a mood that like we're in the medieval time but if it's like a challenge where we're like doing this and we have to finish it, oh my gosh, do I have that intense movie trailer? Dun, 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 this is happening. Dun, dun, dun. Right. And it just amps the whole thing up in between the graphics and the music. And really, ultimately, if you took the time to find those art assets, in the end, the actual making doesn't take too long. The music I just told you doesn't take too long. And it totally transforms the experience for the student. And you're not doing like a room transformation. It's all kind of make-believe and in their head, right? It's a piece of music. It's a visual on a slide, but it changes the feel of the classroom. Yeah, the power of imagination. I often say in my 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 talks, it's 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 pretty endless. So, well, we are at 
Uh, <laughs> we're at reflection time already. Uh, it always flies with you, Jamie. <laughs> and are you ready for today's today's quote? Let's do it. This is from Carol Rafka Brunt. Uh, it is there is n- there is just something beautiful about walking in the snow that no one else has walked on. How can we spin that to what we've been talking about today? Ooh, that's a really cool quote, actually. I like that very much. Hmm. I kind of think about it like this. The kids, uh, when they walk into your room and you lay this, this music and these uh, graphics and you set the tone and you set the mood and you create this little micro theme, this is new for them. This is brand new. It's like walking on snow for the first time. They're putting their footsteps in. They've never experienced anything like that. So for them to come into that type of environment, it's just going to invigorate the class. And to be honest, you know, even if you've done it before, um, this is a brand new group of kids that you've got. They've never done this thing with you before. So it's a new experience every single time. And joy that they experience through those micro themes brings me joy too so it's like a reciprocal thing um so that's how i would spin it i love it so for me it. uh <laughs> i know i mean that's perfect for me what i i took from that quote right is that there's there's something beautiful about kind of treading into that like un untouched snow right and as teachers, we always want to give our students sort of the best and unique experience we can give them. In and teaching is such a demanding job that often we fall towards sort of pre-built things, whether it's you know whatever our textbook gives us, whatever the district gives us, or maybe something like Kahoot, which is super fun, but it is an off-the-shelf product. And so kids kind of when they first learn Kahoot, it's like this is amazing when you're the only teacher using it. But eventually, like when they kind of get wind of like, oh, everybody's, you know, everybody's doing Kahoot or this is the district assessment. Everyone's doing the district assessment. When you can kind of create that fresh snow, it's so exciting, I think, for our students. And like Jamie said, even when it is just some music and a little Yoda in the corner, but they feel like this is fresh snow. You laid this for them to go out and explore. That's magic. And it's a little bit of escape, right, yeah. from the normal day-to-day. You know, when they go from their, you know, language arts class and they come into, you know, your uh, social studies class and there's music happening and the, and the graphics are there. I mean, it's different. They're forgetting about the rest of school for just that time. And they're just focusing on that challenge and experiencing. It's an experience. That's what we want, right? Yeah, it's always what I want. I'm building, trying to build experiences that last a lifetime, for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, I have to say again, thank you so much, Jamie, for coming on and being with us again. I think we have a few other plans in the works for more shows with Jamie coming up. So excited about that, everybody. And uh, everybody else, thank you so much for listening each and every week. I really appreciate it. Uh, I hope you guys have a great day, and I hope you play on.